Bibles. <clears throat> Those of you that have your Bibles, let's go back quickly. Let's go back quickly. Let's go back quickly to a fam- very familiar passage of Scripture, Psalms 23 and 1. <laughs> I know you know that by heart. You know that by heart. <clears throat> it simply says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, that's all I better read, unless I preach too long here today, is that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Let me start off by saying that life is not an easy journey. The road is not always smooth. The conditions are not always favorable and many hazards lie along the way. And while life contains many joys, it can also be plagued by sorrows. It can be confusing, even at times terrifying. Furthermore, our needs for the journey are never ending. And we often feel helpless and uh, overwhelmed. And so clearly, clearly, we are not created to navigate life alone. And so next is uh, uh, St. John 316. Psalms 23 is the best known and probably most beloved passage in all the word of God. Fact of the matter is the great 19th century preacher, Charles Spurgeon, he entitled this psalm, The Pearl of the Psalms. Uh, It is a psalm people turn to in life's most difficult times. For centuries, it has given comfort, peace, and hope to those who read it. And how fortunate, how fortunate, my brothers and my sisters, are we that Psalms 23 is the psalm appointed for today. It is actually what we need to hear today in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of COVID-19. For when I look at all that has changed about our life and world, When I acknowledge the uncertainties of our future, when I read the statistics of cases and deaths, when I think about those who are losing jobs or their income, when I wonder how long will it be before we can greet each other again with hugs and with kisses and handshakes, I do not want more information or answers about COVID-19. I I really, I I don't want more instructions on what to do or not to do. I want to hear words of hope. That's what during this time, I I want to hear words of hope. I, I need to hear words of hope. And so I want to be reminded that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. I want to be I want to be reassured that all shall be well. I want to soak myself in the words of Psalms 
23, and I want to let them soak into me. The fact of the matter is, I made it a habit uh, the last week or so to just, when I wake up in the morning, I quote Psalms 23. Right around noon, I quote Psalms 23. Before I go to sleep at night, I quote Psalms 23. And after each time I quote Psalms 23, I always make a declaration that it is well. I don't say that it shall be well. I'm declaring that it is well. And so the chapter heading, when you open your Bible and you look at the heading, the chapter heading, it says a Psalm of David. And so a Psalm of David indicates only that David is the author, giving nothing of the time nor occasion of its writing. You have to understand that some scholars think he composed it in his youth while tending to his father's flocks. And it is certainly easy to imagine him visualizing those words while looking out on the sheep as they grazed in the afternoon sun. But then you have most commentators uh, who believe that uh, David wrote the 23rd Psalm late in his life. One commentator said that David was a mature man, filled with his share of the conflicting passions and the confusing problems that confront any human being. He goes on to say that not, not only was he the heroic slayer of Goliath, the devoted friend of Jonathan, lover of music and an able king. But he was also a tired fugitive. He was an adulterer and a murderer. And, and as a father, he had watched his baby die and he had wept when his ungrateful son Absalom was slain as he led an army armed rebellion against his father. David has not left us with only beautiful thoughts, but with an honest testimony about God learned while living life to the fullest. If this text was written in his latter years, David's mind surely traveled back to his younger days when he tended his father's sheep. And there, before David was ever known in Jerusalem, the Lord had given him a living illustration of his abundant care for his people. Now, in old age, after Goliath, after Saul, after Bathsheba, after Uriah, after Absalom, David reflected on his life and more fully understood something of the depth of the Lord's care. So regardless to whether he was in his youth or regardless to if he was an age old man, the fact still remain that the Lord is my shepherd. You have to understand that he had to walk many times through the valley of the shadow of death. But now it appeared to be close at hand. He knew he could not escape it as long as he had before. He faced his approaching death with courage, knowing he would dwell in God's house forever. Jehovah, 
who had shepherded him through all the storms of life would guide him safely through death's valley and into his own glorious presence. And so that's the reason why David was able to declare that the Lord is my shepherd. Did you not know that David was not the first person that declared that? Fact of the matter is, the Bible lets us know that Jacob, Jacob was, to, was the first to describe the Lord as the shepherd of his life. When you look in the 48th chapter of the book of Genesis, it says, then, jo- then Jacob blessed Joseph. And he said, "My may God, in whose presence my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walked, my God, who has been my shepherd all my life to this very day. And so this image, this image, this image is developed progressively throughout scripture until it finds its fulfillment in Jesus Christ, because when when you glance, when you glance at Psalms 22, when you glance at Psalms 23, when you glance at Psalms 24, you got to glance at them as a unit that prophetically depicts the ministry of Christ as shepherd. Well, well, you know, the New Testament identifies Jesus, first of all, as the good shepherd, because I hear I hear Jesus in John, the 10th chapter, verse 11. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. And then not only does it depict him as a good shepherd, but it also talks about him as uh, the great shepherd. For when you look in the book of Hebrews, the 13th chapter, it says, now the God of peace that brought again from the dead of our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. He says, make you perfect in every good work to do his will working in you that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then Peter picks it up in first Peter, the fifth chapter, verse number four. And Peter declared him as the chief shepherd. For listen what Peter says. He says, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. And I believe I told you all this morning in Bible Discovery, I simply told you that that the New Testament is just a fulfillment of the Old Testament. The New Testament said he's the great shepherd. It said he's, he's the good shepherd. And he tells us that he's the chief shepherd. Well, when you go back to the Psalms, well, can I take my time? When you go back to the Psalm, Psalm 22 presents Christ as the good shepherd who dies for his sheep. It's through Christ's sacrificial death. He has tended to our past, all our sins and transgressions. And so this is symbolized by the cross. And I wonder if there's anybody 
that's listening to me today, do you thank God for the cross? I don't know about you, but I thank God for the cross. I thank God for the Christ of the cross because it was at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart was rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I'm happy all the day. And so Psalms 22 presents Christ as the good shepherd. And then Psalms 23, our text, it presents Christ as the great shepherd who lives for his sheep. Because through Christ's resurrection and his endless life, he makes intercession for us and supplies our present needs. And this is symbolized in verse number four, where he says that his rod and his staff, they comfort us. And then when you look at Psalms 24, Psalms 24 presents Christ as the chief shepherd who comes for his sheep at Christ's return. He will transport us into his presence where he will reign, where we will reign with him throughout the future, throughout all eternity. And so you have to understand that Christ meets every need in our lives. He feeds us and leads us throughout our journey. And did you not know that he loves and he cares for us, his sheep? And so therefore we are able to rest easy and be secured in him. I want somebody to rest easy. And I ain't talking about dying, but right where you are, I want you to rest easy. Don't worry, don't fret about absolutely anything, but rest easy in God's care. This is the glorious message of the 23rd Psalm. This is, well, if I was going to title it, I would entitle my message, How to Have Every Need of Life Met. How to Have Every Need of Life Met. Well, it's very simple. You don't need to be a theologian to understand it because David gives us the answer in verse number one. And basically what he says to us is all we have to do is just simply confess the Lord as our shepherd. I'm going to say it again. It's not deep. It's not deep. All you got to do is confess the Lord as your shepherd. And I can promise you he'll meet every one of your needs. In the opening verse of this Psalms, verse one establishes, I'm going to take my time, the theme for all that follows. Notice how it starts. The Lord, Yahweh, the Lord, Jehovah, is the shepherd of his people. The image of the shepherd was very familiar to the people of Israel. As many of the nation's patriots had tended the sheep. So it is critically important for us to understand the ancient role of the shepherd in order to fully grasp the profound truths 
of this particular Psalms. Shepherds cared for their sheep every need. They helped them, gave birth, fed them, protected them, guided them, rescued them, and disciplined them. And for all practical purposes, the shepherds live with their sheep. And so in contrast, in contrast, uh, the extremely wealthy of society, they would often hire employees, referred to hirelings, to tend to their flocks. Jewish society sharply distinguished between the shepherds and the hirelings. Shepherds owned their sheep and they cared deeply for them. Their sheep were more than a mere commodity to them. And aren't you glad we're more than just a mere commodity to the Lord? Shepherds, shepherds would risk their lives to defend or rescue one of their sheep. In fact, scripture records that David fought a lion and a bear to protect his father's sheep. A lion and a bear simply stated, shepherds love their sheep. But now when you look at hirelings, hirelings were characterized differently. They could be impatient and even cruel to the sheep that they tended, often beating and callously driving them. Jesus too made a distinction between shepherds and the hirelings. Notice what he said in the book of St. John, the 10th chapter. He said that hirelings, they flee when wild animals or other dangers threaten the sheep. They flee because they do not care about the sheep. Don't miss the point. The difference between shepherds and hirelings is not in their job description, but it's what's inside their hearts. I'm going to say it again. It's a difference in a shepherd and the hirelings. And the difference is, it's not in the job description, but it's in their hearts. I'm glad the Lord is my shepherd. I'm glad he loves me. I'm glad he cares about me. I'm glad he protects me. I'm glad that he disciplines me because whom the Lord loveth, I want you to know he also chasteneth. Well, it is equally important for us to understand that not only must we know about the shepherd, but we got to understand the nature of sheep in order to fully appreciate this psalm. Because a sheep is all of the things that we do not want to be. I'm going to say it again. A sheep is all of the things that we do not want to be. Well, pastor, what do we don't want to be as sheep? Well, when you look at the characteristics of sheep, sheep are dumb. Sheep are stubborn. 
Sheep are defenseless. Sheep are without a sense of direction. Sheep are prone to wonder. Sheep, they are slow to recognize danger. Sheep become nervous and uneasy. Sheep, they are easily edgy. And they are oftentimes uh, frightened. No wonder why he said the Lord (laughs) is my shepherd. Because there's one thing is certain about sheep. They will perish if left to themselves. And how many of you all know that I already know that without God, I could do nothing. I'm glad the Lord is my shepherd. Why? Because I can be dumb sometimes. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. I can be stubborn sometimes. Sometimes I feel defenseless. Sometimes I'm without a sense of direction. You know, we all are prone to wonder and we're slow to recognize danger. Sometimes you become nervous. You become uneasy, especially during this time. You become edgy and frustrated. But I have good news for you in the midst of all of that. You can declare here today that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Even when Jesus saw the multitudes, he had deep compassion for them. He said they were like sheep without a shepherd, wandering helplessly without protection or care. When David said the Lord was his shepherd, he was acknowledging that he was like a sheep. He was certainly not flattering himself by admitting this. Before we can ever enjoy the marvelous blessings of this psalm, we too should accept and admit that we are like sheep and that without God, I had lost it long time ago. Without God, I'd have gone under long time ago. It don't matter how smart we are. It don't matter how much money you have in the bank. You need a shepherd and you ought to be thankful here today that you can declare that the Lord, he is my shepherd. You see, when David acknowledged that fact, it brought hope to his heart and put joy down in his spirit because it's only when we recognize our own helplessness and our desperate need for a shepherd that we can enter through the gate, the door, the Lord Jesus Christ himself and become one of the great shepherds of flock. David confessed that his shepherd was the Lord. I can't leave that part. Yahweh, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, God my provider, and Jehovah Nisa, Jehovah God my banner, God my healer, Jehovah Shalom, God is my peace. Come on, somebody ought to say, thank God. For my Jehovah God, he understood that his shepherd, his shepherd was a faithful shepherd, one who had made a covenant with him. 
made a pledge with him, made a promise to him. Uh, how far, how far will the Lord go for his sheep? Somebody, you need to know there is no limitation. What you going through right now, you, you lift your head up. You got a shepherd that cares about you. How far will he go for one of his little sheep? To what extent will he sacrifice to them? Well, Jesus answered this question. I'm going to put the Bible on it because Jesus answered the question. He said, the Lord would leave everything to seek and rescue one of his sheep. In the 15th chapter of the book of St. Luke, he'll leave the 99 and he'll go and he'll rescue just you. You may feel like you're out there all by yourself, but the devil is a liar. You declare the Lord is my shepherd. He'll leave 26 of us and he'll go find, hallelujah, he'll go find little you. He'll go find little me. He would even lay down his life for his sheep. Oh, he did it. He said, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. Aren't you glad we serve We serve a mighty God? Notice uh, what David did not say. The David did not say. He didn't say the Lord is a shepherd. He did not say the Lord is the shepherd. He didn't even write that the Lord is our shepherd. But notice what he said. The Lord is my shepherd. And this is a great distinction between Psalms 23 and other Psalms that describe God as shepherd. And one of the reasons this Psalm is so beloved is that it is so intensely personal. Throughout it, you see the pronouns, he and me, hallelujah. Why, God don't miss it, he and me. It is not about a shepherd and his flock, but about the shepherd and one of his sheep. Uh, there's a great pastor that once said, since it has no heading as to any historical event associated with it, this means that every believer can take the psalm to his own heart. And you can put your finger in the text, put your name in the text, and declare the Lord is my shepherd. All people, according to scripture, are sheep. When you look at Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, and verse number six, all people are like sheep, but all are not counted among the Lord's sheep. And so how can a person become one of his flock? Jesus answers this most important question in St. John, the 10th chapter. It's all in that 10th chapter. We must come into the fold through the only gate, through the door of Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We must believe in him. 
We got to accept his sacrifice on the cross for our sins. Turn from our sins. Make a clear choice to commit our lives to him because he is the only way into the Lord's fold. That's how we are saved. And I'm wondering if there's anybody, are you glad that you're saved here today? Saved by his power divine. Saved new life sublime. Thank God I've been set free. Thank God I've been redeemed by the blood of the Jesus. And thank God I can declare in this place that the Lord is my shepherd. Don't get jealous. He's my shepherd. How can we know? How can we know that we want to hear sheep? Well, Jesus answered this as well. Because <laughs> Jesus said that his sheep, his true sheep, they recognize and they heed to his voice. They follow him. He gives them eternal life. That's in St. John, the 10th chapter. Y'all read it later on. That's how you know you belong to him. You hear his voice. You follow what he says. Ah, oh, my God. He gives us eternal life. And then notice what else. They may stray. Hallelujah. You ain't walked the straight and narrow path ever since you've been saved. Come on, help me somebody now. Uh, you may stray. Hallelujah. Uh, but they, real sheep, are never out of his hand, never out of his care. Never out of his discipline. They can always hear his voice crying out to them. He loves them too much to let them completely depart from him. And I need y'all to know God loves you too much. Somebody you don't hear, you, you don't feel loved. You feel secluded. You're ready to just jump out all your windows. You're ready to get back to life is what we think is normal. But I stop by for a few moments to let you know your shepherd loves you. Your shepherd cares about you. Take this time, hallelujah, to talk with your shepherd. Take this time to give your shepherd praise. Take this time to understand that no man can pluck you out of his hand. He never loses one of his own. Oh, you got to understand we are secured in the great shepherd's care. Isaiah says something in Isaiah 53 and 6. He says, all we like sheep, we've gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. Oh, but thank God that the Lord have laid upon him our great shepherd, our good shepherd, our chief shepherd. The Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. And so I read earlier in Hebrews 13 and 20, he says, now the God of peace that brought again uh, from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect. And that word perfect means, uh, it don't mean you're not gonna make no mistakes. But to make you perfect, it means to make you mature in every good work to do his will. He'll make you mature during this pandemic, working in you that which is well-pleasing 
in his sight because the Lord is our shepherd. How fortunate are we that Psalms 23 is the psalm appointed for today is exactly what we need to hear today. We need to hear it today. We need to hear it tomorrow. We need to hear it the next day and the next and the next that the Lord is my shepherd. Don't be dismayed. Whatever betide you, your shepherd is going to take care of you. You can rest under the shadows of his wing. Your shepherd will dry every tear from your eye. Your shepherd will allow you to lift your head up above what you're going through and just trust your shepherd. Trust him every step of the way. Some of y'all have received bad news. Trust your shepherd. Some of y'all have relatives that are sick. Trust your shepherd because your shepherd cares about you and he will not leave you alone. He walks with you. He talks with you. He'll assure you that you are his very own. Love on your shepherd because your shepherd knows all about you. He knows your uprising. He knows your downsetting. He knows when you go out. He knows when you come back in. He knows how frail you are. He knows about our confusion. Come on here, somebody. He knows about our illnesses and our sicknesses. He knows about our confusion at times. I want you to know your shepherd know. Trust your shepherd because the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want He'll make you lie down in green pastures. I said, he'll make you lie down in in green pastures. He'll restore your soul. Somebody need to be restored today. Just wait on your shepherd. (laughs) Just wait on your shepherd. Your shepherd, he will restore your soul. He will lead you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And then, yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, don't fear no evil. I know everybody's nervous. We done reached over 2,000 cases a day now. That's a lot of cases. Somebody said the other day, with that many cases per day, we all bound to catch it. Well, I'm not going to receive that. I'm not going to receive that. But if I do, guess what? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. No matter what your sickness is, it may not be COVID-19. It could be diabetes. It could be high blood pressure. It could be bronchitis. It could be cancer. It could be whatever things that are known to take us out of here. But yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. Why? Because our shepherd is with us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. And then we got a lot of enemies out there. People showing their true colors during this pandemic. (laughs) They can't take it no more. I said, people can't take it no more. People are speaking their minds now. Ah, People are speaking what's on their mind. And they're speaking what's down in their hearts. But don't worry about it. Because God going to prepare you a table in the presence of your enemy. Keep your mouth shut. Don't retaliate. Don't go off. 
God just preparing a table for you in the presence of your enemy. And then he's going to anoint your head with oil. He's going to cause your cup to run over. And then you'll be able to declare surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I got goodness on the left, mercy on the right. They're going to follow you all the days of your life. And then he says, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In my father's house (laughs) are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. We're going to spend eternity with the Lord. And so we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When you get up in the morning, if you don't know that psalm by heart, keep your Bible by the bed and read Psalms 23. Noonday quoted before you go to sleep at night. Don't say it's redundant. Just quote it. Get it in your spirit. Soak yourself in it. And then each time you get through reading it, I challenge you to declare that it is well. And watch the blessings of God and the favor of God take over your life because you understand that the Lord is your shepherd. He'll become a reality, not just something that we learned years ago, not because it was our first Easter speech scripture that we read, but we can actually apply it to our lives that he is our shepherd. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Nobody looking around. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that he's my shepherd. And because he's my shepherd, I don't have to lack for anything. Absolutely nothing. There is no lack in God. Trust him as your shepherd. He's going to supply all your needs. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He's going to supply every one of your needs. I don't care how dark the night may seem right now. I need you to understand that the Lord is your shepherd. His rod is going to comfort you. He kept back the enemy that would come to destroy you. Hallelujah. You didn't even know that somebody was there. But his rod and his staff was there. He lifted us up. He lifted us up when we were down. He healed us when we were sick. He comforted us in the midst of our sorrows. That's why we're still here today. Because the Lord is our shepherd. He comforts us and he gives us peace. And all I want to do is just today is tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He already knows what you need. I just want to say thank you. He's our guide. Thank you. He's our strong tower. Thank you. He's our healer. Thank you. He's our peace in the midst of confusion. Thank you. I just want to take a moment. Everybody just take one moment and I'm finished to just tell the Lord, thank you. 
In everything, give thanks. This is the will of God concerning you. Your situation may not be favorable right now, but still thank him. Because God has you right where you are. This is your time. This is your moment. He knew before you were born that this is where you would be right now. And sometimes I know we feel like God ain't got no more strength. Sometimes we say, God, there's too many people depending on me. I wish everybody would just leave me alone. I know y'all been there, so don't, don't just act like it's just been me. I'm talking to somebody here today. I don't know who, but I'm talking to somebody. That we've gotten to that point, I want everybody, just leave me alone. Just give me a, some, a, some space for at least seven days, and I think I'll be okay. Maybe you've been there, but God has you right where you are for such a time as this. And because he is our shepherd, he's going to care. He's going to guide. When I can't operate in my own strength, uh, somehow, some way, he gives me strength from day to day because his blood will never lose its power. Now, God, I thank you. I shared with your people what you placed on my heart to share. And God, I know that your word will never go forth void, but it's going to accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish. Now, God, we just say thank you. You've been the supplier of every one of our needs. We say thank you. And God, we know if you did it before, I'm saying thank you because I know you're going to do it again. Thank you. You healed before. I'm thanking you in advance. You're going to heal again. I'm thanking you because you opened up a door before. You made a way before. And I'm thanking you in advance because I know you're going to open up a door and you're going to make a way again. All I can say is thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. We give you praise, we honor you, and we thank you that you are our shepherd and we shall not want. Somebody put those hands again and just tell the Lord thank you. Don't pray for nothing. 